0: Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. You know, we always appreciate it, and we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. These days, every new potential hire could feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So, Michigan, they're the champion of the Big Ten. They're going to take on Alabama in the Rose Bowl. We got nine Big Ten teams going bowling. It's going to be a loaded month or so here. We'll cover all of it right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Plus, hang around to the end today. We've got our Big Ten top 10. Got some funny ones that made the list from my observations over the weekend. Plus uh, be sure to subscribe down below, help us out and follow a lockdown big 10 for free, wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast. As soon as it becomes available each and every day, we wouldn't want you to miss one. So after all the buildup and after all the hype and everything leading to this point, the big 10 championship in Indianapolis is in the books, right? It's a done deal. Michigan finishing the season undefeated, Third straight Big Ten title, twenty-six nothing win over the Iowa Hawkeyes in Indianapolis. First of all, let's be honest: as far as twenty-six to nothing games go, that was a lot closer than the score. I know that's cliche, but you've got to give Iowa a lot of credit here because they made Michigan fight tooth and nail for every yard they earned in that football game, and that's what Iowa does. I mean, it was ten to nothing at the half. I mean, people saw that coming. Well, if you watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, you might have seen it coming. We've talked about Iowa just as much as we've talked about Michigan this year. So two very different style teams going head-to-head in that game. But I don't think the Wolverines felt comfortable there until the fourth quarter of that one. But, again, that's what Iowa did all season long. So this game also featured Jim Harbaugh's return to the sidelines after a three-game suspension for Spygate and the investigation going on. Of course, a lot of things happened in this game that we could talk about. In fact, uh, we'll put a couple pictures up on the screen. For those of you watching on YouTube right now, that's Blake Corum going in for a touchdown. You know, he only rushed for 52 yards, but he scored his 55th career touchdown that tied Anthony Thomas's all-time school record. Just an incredible career at Michigan. Blake Corum came back for this and some. Came back for the Big Ten title. It was uh, a year and a day, I think, from the championship game that he had surgery. And uh, now he's going to get to try and do more with college football playoffs. And, of course, we know that uh, while Michigan was busy celebrating earlier in the day, we saw Alabama beat number one Georgia in the SEC championship. And so now Michigan is the number one seed in all the country. They'll be the number one seed, the number one team in the college football playoffs and the polls and uh, again this is the third straight season they're going to the postseason and michigan uh jim harbaugh is the first coach in big 10 history to win three straight outright big 10 titles and obviously the first coach in school history to do it as well and now michigan is going to have to take on an alabama football team that is pretty pretty hot right now and by the way A lot of arguments um, about who should have gotten into the playoffs and who didn't. There was undefeated uh, uh, Florida State out of the ACC. They did not get in. Look, my opinion here, I'll give it to you right now, and I I don't think this is anything earth-shattering. A Jordan-Travis-less Florida State team would have been blown out by Michigan in a semifinal. Now, we always get blowouts in these semifinals Uh, for these college football playoffs, it seems like. And that would have been one. I think this Alabama matchup could be uh, a different story. And by the way, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, uh, here's a picture of uh, Zach Zinter, their best offensive lineman on the best offensive line in college football. Of course, he was injured last week, broken ankle surgery. Will not be playing any more football. Jim Harbaugh, let him pick up the trophy uh, first. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit more. In just a minute as well. But I, I think that's a big, big factor when we start looking at a matchup for Michigan and Alabama. Suddenly, Michigan's strength is it's taking a hit. It clearly is taken a hit, but we'll get into all that. We got a whole month to prepare for that showdown. And we hope that you'll join us for all of it right here on Locked On Big Ten. All right, Michigan's win over Iowa. It makes it 10 years in a row. All 10 years, ever since we went to East and West divisions, that the East has defeated the West in the Big Ten Championship undefeated. Uh, As most of you know, that those divisions will be disappearing next year. It'll be just one big long list of 18 teams once the Big Ten expands with four more teams next year. The team's coming over from the Pac-12. And just simply the top two will play for the Big Ten Championship and uh, and that's and probably three, well who am I kidding, four or five Big 10 teams probably go to the college football playoffs cuz ne- next year we go from 4 to 12. And you know, how are you going to keep out all these teams that are uh, really good in the Big 10? And you know, the Big 10 and the SEC are going to make up most of the 12. There's, there's no question that that is going to happen. Anyway, I want to talk about what happened at the end of this game as well. It concluded with the traditional trophy presentation on the stage with all the confetti and anything. Now, there were no incidents. People were wondering, how's this going to look? You got the tradition, right? The commissioner, in this case, Tony Petiti, the new commissioner of the Big Ten, hands the trophy over to the winning coach. Well, the winning coach, Jim Harbaugh and Tony Petiti, they don't see eye to eye. Petiti just suspended Harbaugh for three games. They have not, I, I imagine they don't have a lot in common right now these days. And a lot of people wondered if that would be awkward. A lot of Michigan fans were looking forward to that moment where Tony Petiti was going to have to swallow his pride and hand the trophy over to Jim Harbaugh. I think a lot of people felt that way. But that's not what happened. Uh, right before – and I saw some of this on social media uh, with people that are holding up cameras at time. Right before the network came back from commercial break, Harbaugh was on the stage with Petiti and Joel Clapp, And Harbaugh um, – Got, walked up to Petiti and he said, look, just give this trophy to uh, my team leader here, my team k- uh, captain, Zach Sinter, instead of me. And then they shook hands and went separate ways. Then they come back from commercial, right? And there's Petiti. He just hands the trophy to Zach Sinter. There's no Jim Harbaugh. We're like, what happened? <laughs> Did they have words on the stage? They, they. I mean, not those kind of words. They didn't. But anyway, just to complete the picture, and it took a little bit to figure this out and piece different pictures of uh, video cameras and social media and how it went down. But uh, I think uh, despite how it looked and that it was, it was okay. The handshake and all that. I don't think Jim Harbaugh wanted any part of sharing a stage with Petiti, number one. And number two, Harbaugh's almost quirky to a fault. The other direction of deflecting all the attention toward his players. That's, that's his MO. So all that combined Petiti and uh, Harbaugh, there was no there was no on-camera handshake, here's your trophy, how about a speech, or any nice words from Petiti by Harbaugh. None of that happened uh, after the game. So anyway, that's what did happen behind the scenes. I did want to share that. This game, however, was not without controversy, okay? Um, Iowa was deep in its own territory early in the second quarter. It was still 10-0 at this point. Deacon Hill, the Iowa quarterback, goes back to throw a pass, Throws it, it hits the ground in the linebacker area, incomplete. His arm was hit. Um, anyway, um, I, I think it was uh, Sainer still that hit him, and um, the next closest Michigan player just picked up the ball after it bounced, and incomplete play. Okay, we move on. Uh, incomplete pass, but then it was review. And they then decided that it was a fumble. And since Michigan was the one that just happened to pick up the ball and what they thought was a dead ball situation, it's Michigan ball. That is a fumble recovery. Well, that was a little weird. Even And uh, Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator of Iowa, went nuts on the sideline so much so that he got a, a, a 15-yard penalty or half the distance to the goal. So Michigan starts at the six. They get a touchdown. Now it's 17-0. And now a real tight uncomfortable defensive battle is now Michigan's got a little breathing room here. No matter who you were rooting for, whether it was Michigan or Iowa, that that officiating segment there was messed up. That was, uh, that was a joke and we need better out of the officials in a scenario like that, in a game like that. Um, Kirk Ferrett said afterward that he was told that his quarterback's arm was moving forward, but the hand wasn't. So, therefore, it was a fumble and not an incomplete pass. Kirk Ferentz is like, that's mechanically impossible. If the arm's moving forward, the hand's moving forward, that should be an incomplete pass. Say what you will. It's all a moot point at this point. Ferentz wasn't interested in getting any fines for criticizing anybody. But, uh, anyway, I thought he had a valid point there. Again, no matter who you were rooting for in that football game, the officials have got to be better in that situation. All right. Uh, now. As far as the Wolverines go, you got to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. So The Rose Bowl, January 1. Michigan fans love the Rose Bowl. uh, Everything that it represents, taking on Alabama. It's Jim Harbaugh versus Nick Saban. I mean, what more could you ask for? And the winner of that game gets a trip the following week to the national championship against the winner against Texas and and Washington. Absolutely can't wait. Can't wait. Well, we got to wait almost a month, but I can't wait. It's going to be a good one for sure. Your comments are welcome on Twitter, X, at TalkBig10, and also here on YouTube as well. Saul, I try to get to them. I just, man, it's hard. Thank you, first of all, for the amount of comments you guys give me over the weekend. Loved it. Try to get back to some. I noticed a lot of you are going at it back and forth, too. It's good to have a rivalry in the comment section. It really is. Keep it up. Uh, We've got a bunch of Big uh, 10 teams going bowling. Nine of them total. We'll take a look at all of those. As we continue on uh, in one minute on Lockdown Big Ten. Your team every day, and if you're a Big Ten fan, your team probably did make a bowl. Nine of them going bowling. All that coming up in a minute, right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Whether you're putting a roster together that's trying to make it to a bowl game or recruiting, you know we got signing day coming up. Uh, that's in addition to preparing for all these bowl games and playoffs. These teams have to uh, prepare for signing day, get kids to commit, right? Well, these, the same thing in the office these days, every potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you post your job. They have the purple hashtag hiring frame there that spreads the word that you're hiring, getting the word out. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It makes things very, very efficient. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster, and uh, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdowncollege. That's linkedin.com. Slash locked on college to so post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Big 10 your first listen every day. Which one of you is going to put us over 5,000 subscribers? We're getting close. We're getting close. Go ahead, please subscribe down there on the bottom and help us out. Uh, If you don't mind, uh, meanwhile, be sure uh, to share and follow and like Lockdown Big Ten, no matter how you get this podcast each and every day. So we have 43 bowl games. What's 86 teams? That includes the, well, actually that doesn't, that's 80. Anyway, I don't want to do math. (laughs) 43 bowl games, including a semifinal to two semifinals, and then a national championship, of course, as well. Uh, Nine Big Ten teams are coming. Uh, Alabama and Michigan, as we mentioned, January first, five PM, Rose Bowl, Pasadena. That's the college football semifinal. And then Texas versus Washington, also January one, Sugar Bowl, eight forty-five, New Orleans. The other semifinal. All right, let's look at it. Let's chop it up a little bit here. Let's take a look at all these big. 10. Th- we're gonna we're gonna cover these and preview these here. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled here on Lockdown Big Ten. The first one is December twenty third. That is Northwestern taking on Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl. David Braun, Big Ten Coach of the Year, getting Northwestern in a bowl game, seven wins after one win last year. After taking over the team, after he just he barely unpacked his bags coming in from North Dakota State to help shore up North, uh, Northwestern's defense as a defensive coordinator. And then Pat Fitzgerald gets fired to the hazing scandal, and they got to name somebody a coach. And so they named David Brown the coach, and he gets them from one win to seven wins in his first year. And a, a young guy too, to just take control of the situation. Kudos to him. Taking on Utah, December twenty third in the Las Vegas Bowl. That should be fun. Bowling Green, December twenty sixth, taking on Minnesota. Uh, that is the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. Might be going, Craig. Uh, Minnesota, they didn't. They didn't have a winning record, they, they five and five and seven. Well, they didn't have enough six-win win, bowl-eligible teams to fill out all those bowls I just told you about. So then they go to their next criteria, and there's like an academic standard. Minnesota was the best team there. So Minnesota got the first empty spot in the bowls to go in bowling. All right? So um, academics and athletics, Minnesota, Detroit, quick lane bowl. December 26th, day after Christmas. What else we got? Uh, December 28th, Rutgers. They became bowl eligible uh, right in the middle of the season. Get to take on a Miami in the Pinstripe Bowl in the Bronx. Uh, Greg Shiano, I'm picking his team right now to win this game. I don't know if Miami wants to be there in the cold weather and the Pinstripe Bowl. And this is right in Rutgers' alley, man. Just grind it. Just beat you up. I like it. uh grinder bowl, Pinstripe Bowl. I don't know if it's... I just don't know if it's the sexiest bowl for a lot of people. You know, they want to go to a warm-weather place. They not want to play in Yankee Stadium. I, Rutgers does. Rutgers is going to win this football game. Mark it down. <laughs> December 29th, Missouri taking on Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl Classic in Arlington. Ryan Day has got to get his team up for this. Ohio State is uh, is upset. They put all you know all their eggs are in the basket for the Michigan game. If they win a the Michigan game, they could be Michigan right now, right? Big Ten champs and go into a playoff game. And they just they just missed it by a score. It's got to get them back up. I think once they get in the atmosphere, it's the Cotton Bowl. Um it's chance chance to take on Missouri and SEC team in Jerry's world at AT&T Stadium. I think they'll get up for this one and uh Ryan Day and his crew will uh, will win this game. But look, I know they wanted more, but this is what they have and they'll come to play. December 30th, Ole Miss versus Penn State in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. All right? So, James Franklin, maybe they could use all this practice and their st- stories around their offensive coordinator and uh, building to the future and trying out new things and going downfield a little bit more. That's what they could do here. Use this time to practice the extra practice and get this game. And this is a big building block. For next season. Uh, December 30th, Auburn versus Maryland in the Music City Bowl in Nashville. Mike Loxley, Talia, Tonga Boyola. They wanted more to Uh Auburn coming off that heartbreaking loss. <laughs> Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Man, we're not watching Alabama go into the college football playoff like that. Auburn and Maryland, December 30th. Now, the January One Bowls, Wisconsin taking on LSU in the Relia Quest Bowl in Tampa. A lot of Badger fans in Florida, but LSU travels well to bowl games. So um, Luke Fickle gets Wisconsin to a January 1 bowl game in his first year. That's pretty impressive. January 1st, Iowa, we just saw him here over the weekend take on Michigan. They're going to play Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. And the big question, it's the question, can Iowa muck up the game in the offense of Tennessee the same way they've tried to do with virtually everybody else? This take the under? the under again, the under hit this past weekend. (laughs) That's what they do. It's what they do. Of course, uh, the national championship will be in Houston, Texas at NRG stadium on Monday, January 8th, the winner of Alabama versus Michigan and the winner of Texas versus Washington. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Also, Something that's great. I want to tell you about Locked On. They've launched on the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts and Locked On uh, personalities, plus your national shows covering every league, like this show, is on there as well. You can check it out there, too. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel I listed my big ten top ten observations from the week got a few basketball in there, too. We got now we're overlapping football, basketball. We will share that list with you uh, coming up in just one one minute, the big ten, top ten here on locked on Big Ten. Fan duel. You can score early and often this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers they can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. All right? Now, let me tell you about this. Um it's, I mean, it's 150 bucks. You can turn that down if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, let's get on with it. I mean, the, the season, the football, it's Kind of winded down a little bit, but there's still plenty ahead of us for you to have some fun with FanDuel, with the point spreads, the player props that they have, over-unders. They have everything there. In fact, Monday Night Football, if you're watching this here Monday, tonight, Bengals and Jaguars, maybe uh, look at uh, Trevor Lawrence, right? Maybe he's going to have a big game, maybe a prop bet. How about more than two touchdowns? Um, Jason Tatum, Celtics Pacers. Take the over. The Pacers have been bl- huge numbers. Like they've had uh, over under, uh, 250, hitting it like 300 this year, 309. Uh, tons of points in Pacer games. Go with that. Check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the rest of your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay. So, as you know, we like to do uh, Big Ten, top 10, my top 10 observations from the weekend let's check these out here these are uh, these are fun i'll put them up if you're listening on audio only i'll describe to you what they are as we go full screen with this um <clears throat> number 10 i'm gonna put uh, iowa punter tory taylor why not he had uh, seven punts against michigan 50.4 yards had one at 67 yards he's the best punter in the country all right, at uh, number nine, I'm just going to give a shout-out to the Iowa defense in this game. I know I know, there were 26 points scored in this game, but they, they were earned. They were earned. So that also means that number eight, we're going to put the Michigan defense for throwing the shutout. And I know, look, Iowa doesn't have the most prolific offense, but nevertheless, we'll give them some credit for a shutout here. I mean, a lot of teams scored three or six or seven points on Michigan. Heck, Maryland scored a few points. Uh, they shut him out. Give him a credit credit for the shutout. All right. And number seven, I want to give a shout out to Minnesota basketball's Dawson Garcia. Now, I know they lost to Ohio State, but he did score 36 points in that game. And that's a player we're going to, have to keep an eye on here uh, this season for sure. And number six, a shout out to Wisconsin basketball for beating third-ranked Marquette over the weekend. Good job, Badgers, on that one, making the Big Ten look good. And Friday night, I was glued uh, to the Northwestern-Purdue game. Purdue ranked number one in the country. They go down in overtime. Boo Booey picking up where he left off last year. The kid is amazing. Northwestern gets the win there. At number four on my Big Ten Top Ten observations, how about Michigan's Jim Harbaugh outracing the team and timing it perfectly to avoid the Gatorade bath from his players? That was a good move. He had some good 40 time on that little move he made to avoid all that. Congratulations for staying dry, Jim Harbaugh. Number three, Michigan's Blake Coram got his 55th career touchdown that ties Anthony Thomas for the all-time mark at Michigan. And number two, Michigan's Mike Sanerstril, who had two forced fumbles in the game and ended up being the MVP. Congratulations to Mike. Joe Klatt talked about how he's really moving up on some draft charts, too, even though he's a little undersized. Uh, He is going to be like 23 players from this Michigan team drafted in the NFL draft. And at number one, uh, a cool moment, Zach Zinter on crutches, broken leg, uh, suffered last week and won't be able to continue playing. And he was the one that received the Big Ten championship trophy. It's what Jim Harbaugh wanted uh, Tony Petiti to do. So that was a cool moment. By the way, Harbaugh thinks that Zinter, he broke both bones in the lower leg, had surgery. Uh, surgery went well. Harbaugh thinks that that will not affect his draft status whatsoever. He'll be one of the first offensive linemen taken as well. So there you have it. Our Big Ten top ten from this, uh, this weekend of football before we get rolling with bowl season. So uh, I love it. In the meantime, if you want to contact me, hit me up. Comments on X, Twitter, Talk Big 10 number 10. Comments on YouTube as well. And our website, TalkBig10, number 10.com. And if you haven't yet already, please subscribe down below. Just click it and you're good. It doesn't cost anything. It's free and it gets you in our club. You're with us every day talking Big 10. And if you know somebody that loves Big 10 or graduated from a Big 10 school, tell them about us. That's how we grow. That will really help us out. So subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app so you can get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And don't forget, Lockdown Sports Today, also our 24-7 streaming sports streaming uh, channel on YouTube. Check that out and subscribe to that as well. Have yourself a great day. Can't wait to get the rest of this week going right here. Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman.